up and welcome into a fresh Locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on today's show, we're doing your emails and texts from our inbox for a Friday mailbag to get y'all ready for the weekend. We got some great topics that y'all sent to us. And one, uh, which is more likely scenario that I'm really going to enjoy, Big Dave, including the potential for a Lonzo Ball all-star appearance. Uh, Alex Caruso, sixth man of the year, uh, Patrick Williams averaging 15 points per game. That and many more fun mailbag topics all ahead on Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow Big Dave at Bow B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us an email, LockedOnBulls at gmail.com, or hit us up with texts and voicemails at our hotline number. That's 331-979-1369. We're going to be diving into your texts and your emails on today's Friday Mailbag. Big Dave, are you ready? You know I'm ready, Matt. You know this is my favorite thing that we do on this show is talk back to the people, see what they want to say. I'm excited because I know it's a happy time in Bulls Nation, so Bulls fans are known to get really high or really low. So right. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested to see what the really high is all about. Yeah, man. And we've got a bunch of fresh stuff in our inbox, so we'll get to as much of it as we can today. I know we also have uh, several fresh voicemails in our voicemail box, so we will probably get to those at some point next week. Stay tuned for those. Man, I mean, it's it's a great testament to how excited this fan base is, how just completely mm-hmm. overflowing our inbox is, Big Dave. So let's dive yeah. right in. Our first text comes to us from the 630, who brings up a really interesting point, Dave. They say, thinking about media day and how everyone initially said we gave up too much for Vooch. Without Mm -hmm. Vooch here, we don't get DeMar. There's a chance Mm -hmm. we don't get Lonzo either. Having Mm -hmm. two all-stars was worth more than just the single trade for Vooch itself. And I think Acme knew that. What are your Mm -hmm. guys' thoughts on this subject? Big Dave, I hadn't really thought about it in these terms uh, until this texture brought to our attention like this, but... I think they make a really good point. Does you know? Uh, does Lonzo Ball see the Bulls as an interest in a prime target if it's just going to be him and Zach, mm. and 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 Vooch isn't here? Does mm. Demar, the next domino, see it as an enticing of a place to come if it's just Zach and Lonzo without yeah. Vooch? And you were saying this yeah. yesterday, and kind of in a different way, more so about the Bulls' playing style this season, but. In a lot of ways, Vooch has been at the crux of all of this organizational change. Oh, absolutely true, man. He was the first big domino to fall. Uh, you remember the joy, and then, well, specifically my joy when they got Vooch. And I lost my mind because you got an all-star. I haven't seen them go out and do something like that. And I was meat-headed, and I loved every second of it. I loved. I hadn't been able to drink Bulls Kool-Aid in so long, and it tasted amazing. So I had no problem going overboard with how I felt about the team. But it was a huge get for the Chicago Bulls. And you're right, because it was just the first domino to, to fall into place. Because you're right, from him, you can. it's like a, I guess, like a family tree. You know what I'm saying? Like, from him, it kind of stemmed everything from that point on. You know, Zach obviously is at the top, but I'm talking about the guys who they, they brought in. It started right. right there when they got that guy in Vooch because that shows you that they're serious, that mm-hmm. they're not playing around. Like, everybody knows how good Vooch is, okay? It's, it's well documented. They know how good he is. They know his age. So when you're at that age that he is, it's not time for play anymore. You know, it's time to win. Like, I'm not out here just to, you know, like, let's get a couple more millions. That's fine. But I'd like to win, you know, and leave a legacy, especially in Chicago. And Mm -hmm. this is why stuff like that matters now, Matt, more so, is when you can say stuff like in Chicago, winning in Chicago. That stuff matters now when you get guys like Vooch on the team and you look at that. So you could look at it and say, okay, you got Vooch. Okay, you got Zach. Oh, man. Well, man, six banners. Oh, man, Jordan. Oh, man, Rose. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, there's legacy. It doesn't start with the legacy. 
It starts with the talent around, and then the legacy is is a great you know addition to uh, uh your pitch to other players that want to come here. So yeah, it starts with Vooch, man, and and he's been big and. It's just, yeah, yeah, that text is absolutely correct. It, it definitely started with Boots. Big deal. And, you know, and we also touched on this on an episode earlier this week that he did some recruiting, that yeah. he talked to yeah. his old college teammate, DeMar DeRozan, and mm-hmm. if Vooch isn't here for that recruiting, maybe DeMar doesn't come here. Maybe it's less enticing of a deal, not just Vooch the all-star player to play with, but that connection and that recruiting that Vooch did on the behalf of the Bulls. And then the other thing, the way that the texture framed it as sort of like, do people who say that the Vooch deal cost the Bulls too much in the trade, does it lessen that if you give some of the credit to now also having Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan to Vooch being here? Yeah. I can see that logic. I can understand if some Bulls fans don't want to frame it that way and say, look, you're you're comparing apples and carrots here. They did the Vooch deal, and then these other things happened. They're not necessarily that related. Any people out there, whether they be Bulls fans or or NBA reporters and journalists and analysts, who said that the Bulls gave up too much for Vooch when that trade went down at the mm-hmm. deadline last year, uh, or last season rather, because the, the what they gave up was Wendell, a young talent, talent that Flyweight. clearly needed a fresh start, and two mm-hmm. first round picks. That's a lot to give up for a player who is an all star but not a superstar. You could mm-hmm. argue that that was a lot to give up. I like the way that this texture frames it, which is to say, look, whether or not you thought that you overpaid for Vooch when you did, look at all that has happened since then and do all of these next dominoes fall and do we all have where we are now a week in a training camp and all of these wonderful let's get back to playoff relevancy expectations if it weren't for that Vooch trade and does it make what you gave up to get Vooch I guess a little bit more easy to swallow, a little more tolerable when it comes to the price of getting an all-star who some consider to be a like sub all-star. Yeah. And you know, what's also also awesome about that deal, Matt, is you left out a piece of that deal and it still makes it awesome. And that's Otto Porter Jr. He was a part of that as well. That trade doesn't happen doesn't... without Otto's bloated contract, man. <laughs> correct. Correct. And and it doesn't even matter, is my point. You know what I'm saying? You don't even he's an afterthought in all of this. So yeah, I remember that though, man. At the time, oh man, I don't know. You know, you gave up your future there. I don't know. You know, Wendell, who knows? You might be that guy. You know, you don't that's that was old bull stuff. You know what I mean? Right. And that was what they've kind of been learned as far as draft picks and young guys. That's mm-hmm. what we've been doing the past about four or five years, if you want to call it that, is draft picks and young guys. We haven't brought in a veteran who can still play at a very high level who can immediately improve your basketball team, like immediately, and mm-hmm. be and make himself also alluring to other players out there in the league. No, we're not used to that. We're used to, yo, let's compile these picks some more. Let's get that cash considerations going on. You know, let's give up, you know, a couple of pieces of our trash, you know, to get maybe some of your that you might consider trash, but we try to turn it into gold. Like, that's what we've been used to. So I think that's where a lot of the backlash and a lot of the reaction kind of came from was learned behavior. And I can't fault people for having that ideology. It's what's been taught to them, you know, all this time. So when somebody comes in and does a basketball thing, they're like, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? It, Imagine when somebody first started, you know, first came up with the three-point line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine when somebody first started uh, crossing over and stepping back. Imagine the Euro step when it first kicked off. Like, anytime you're doing things that are brand new, there's going to be opposition to it because you're used to doing it a certain way. And Bulls right. fans were used to having it a certain way. But I'm so glad that they found out that the way to do it is to get better players. And that's how you get better players to come play for your team. Not better draft picks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Not hope of, of players being better, but actual good, proven, solid, great NBA players on your team. That's how you get better, and that's what the Bulls did. When you said giving up our trash, you know, a moment ago, my brain immediately went to that quote we heard from Denzel at Cavs training camp yesterday, which made me laugh. He said, yeah, I can play one through four, and I can guard one through four, and I'm very confident, despite what happened in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> 
despite all the evidence to show yeah, to the that contrary. I can't play NBA basketball. Yeah. Oh, bless that man's man. heart for giving God us bless so, him. so many laughs. So much. Uh, all right, more to get to. Uh, next up, we're going to get to that um, most likely scenario text that I thought was very interesting, Dave. Before you want to let all of you know that if you are in a hiring bind out there, if you need to find the right employee, need to make the right hire, you should check out Indeed. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even the interviewing phase. Don't just hope your perfect candidate will find you. Like Wendell Carter Jr. hopes that he's going to, I don't know, make the Bulls pay for trading him. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed assessments, choose from 135 different skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications for people with the skills you need to fill that job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's dominating. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent and do it fast. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored uh, job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Again, that's a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Mm, another great company that we talk about a lot on this show is Built Bar. Listen, Matt Peck has already told you how big of a fan he is of those delicious flavors that they have at Built Bar. We want me, I'm gonna run them down again to you because I just like saying them because they just sound so delicious. The double chocolate, the mint brownie, the salted mm. caramel, the strawberry, mm. the orange mm. cookies and cream, the coconut, the cherry bar. See ya! Boom! It's so many! So many flavors for everybody to enjoy and everybody to love. And the best thing about it, y'all, they're healthy too. Okay, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180, okay? And only four or five gram net carbs. Four or five. Do you hear what I said? And also, look here, here's a special for you. And you're just hearing this from me, all right? If you order today, you can get that cherry lime flavor, y'all. Oh, slap yourself. Get you that cherry lime flavor. Let me tell you how you do it. This is what you do. This is what you do. You go to built.com and you use the promo code LOCKED15. That is LOCKED15. And guess what you'll get? You'll get 15% off your order. That means also you order today, you get that cherry lime flavor and you save 15% on your order. Why wouldn't you want to do this? This is awesome for you to do. Your body will thank you. Your taste buds will thank you. Everybody wins, y'all. Built Bar. Get you some because it's delicious. Because Matt Peck said so. It's true. They are delicious. Um, you know what else would be delicious, Big Dave? Uh, let's just quickly get to this text because it made me laugh. Kings, baby. The uh, Jeff of the 302 said, Hey, Big Dave, do you think you could get Alex Caruso to use sweat block on his forehead and ditch the headband? What a great marketing couple that would be. <laughs> Yo, that would actually like you run the sweat block around. Actually, no, no, keep the headband because that's what we know him as. So keep the headband, but say you're just wearing it for style now. You're not wearing it to block sweat anymore because I'm using sweat block. Boom! That's how you do it, baby. That's right. Cut the check for me. I'm coming up with your ad campaigns out here, sweat block. Let's go. We got it. Let's get Caruso in on this. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Spit Caruso moving on to an email from Aussie Andrew, who says, G'day, Matt and Dave. Can't wait for the season to start. Not since the D-Rose Bulls have I been so excited. Just making the playoffs this season will feel like a championship thanks to guard packs. Um, (laughs) I would love to know what you guys think would be more likely this season. Okay, so he's presenting us with a few different possibilities here, Dave, and he wants us to pick which is the most likely to happen. Alex Caruso winning sixth man of the year. Mm -hmm. Patrick Williams averaging 15 points per game. Mm -hmm. Lonzo Ball making the all-star team. Mm. Or the Bulls making the third round 
of the playoffs. Uh, Aussie Andrew says, any of these would make me so sweaty unless I use sweat block, of course. Love the Come show. On. Go Bulls. Dude. <laughs> people people love them some sweat block, Dave. Come on, sweat block. Holla at us, sweat block. You hear what they saying. Holla at us. You hear what they saying. Feel me. Oh, man. Those are great scenarios, though, Matt. Um, I don't see which, the Caruso. Which one are you thinking? I don't see the six man. If they make it to the third round, that would feel like a championship to me. I mean, and I don't want to feel that. The yet. third round, by the way, is the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. That's yeah. the third round. And for some reason, I just don't want to feel that yet. Like, I kind of want to build my way up to that. But I'm not – we get there great. I'm not against it, okay? <laughs> like, please, please take that in. I'm not against it. Um, But, man, the safe one is Patrick Williams, but I'm going to say Lonzo Ball. Making an all-star Ooh, team. Okay. And I'm going to say Alonzo. Um, man, I just really think he's going to be really excellent at that position. And winning teams get rewarded with things like this. So if he's the starting point guard and everything's kind of running through him, and he's putting up the numbers that we've seen him put up as far as the 14, uh, the six point, the 14 to six rebounds, like seven assists a game. If he gets an uptick in those assists, Matt, if he's, if he's giving you like 14 and nine, and seven rebound, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking like, uh, and we're winning. Like, if all that mm-hmm. com- combines together, and we're a winning team and a winning franchise, and right. he's doing it on both ends because we know he's a very, very solid defender. He said it himself in a press conference. He's gonna be the one on the, on the best teams player. He didn't even. We talked about Patrick Williams being that one. Lonzo was like, nope, it's gonna be me. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be the one guarding the best dude out here. I love that. I love that. So. If he's the one that is the primary guy on defense guarding their best guy out there and he's putting up those numbers, shooting that high clip from the three-point line that we saw him do last year, hey, man, why not? Look, Kyrie might not even be out there. You know what I'm saying? For the point guard position, he might not even be there. Ben Simmons might not even be in the conference, okay? So that eliminates two things right there as far as point guards. You got Trey Young to deal with, of course, who who is awesome. Who we got? Dealing with what? Kimball Walker? You know, I'm sure there's a, a many, a plethora of other good point guards in the East, but why can't Lonzo do it? Like, honestly, why can't he be an all-star? I don't, I don't see a reason why he couldn't. I don't see why I can't be the MVP of the league. Like, <laughs> why? Why? It's a logical shout question, out, right? <laughs> shout out to D-Rose on that one. Um, and Mark Janowski for asking. <laughs> yeah. Greatest thing Mark Janowski has ever done is teed up. Well, that's not true. Mark Janowski's done a million amazing a things. Million. <laughs> That's one of them, including Dave about this before we yeah. press record. If y'all haven't listened to the latest, give me the hot sauce with Mark Shinowski and Stacey King interviewing former bull Thad Young. After you finish okay. this, go listen to that because they <laughs> asked Thad Young some questions about, shall we say, a certain former Bulls coach and his system. And mm. the three of them share some laughs at you know whose expense. And it is delightful fun to listen to. I can't um, wait. Going back to. Ozzy Andrews hypothetical uh, here, Big Dave. Okay, let me just say this first. I don't think any of these four things are going to happen. Okay. I think the likelihood any? of any of these four things happening is slim. But mm. if the question is, which do I think is has the best chance of happening, then I will, you know, um, humor you and say, it's not the Bulls going to the Eastern Conference Finals. As much as I would love to have that level of confidence – I Love. don't see them getting that far yet from being like a 30-something win team to the conference finals. Mm-hmm. That rarely happens, if ever. Yes. I don't see Pete up averaging 15 points per game just because there's so many mouths to feed on this team. And okay. while I do think he will get some run with the second unit and that will give him a greater opportunity to look to be more aggressive offensively at times, mm-hmm. I still don't think it will come to the tune of 15 points per game scoring. I just don't. Mm. I think it'll be shy of that. Maybe not okay. far shy of that, but shy of that. Okay. Lonzo Ball, kind of similarly with Patrick Williams. Like, Lonzo Ball, yeah, he's he's going to be this team's starting point guard, but he's sharing the floor and sharing the basketball with Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. Three okay. people who actually are all-stars in the past and or present. Yes. I am optimistic that Lonzo is going to have himself a really strong season. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what he does. I don't think he's going to put up the numbers that are all-star numbers 
And when it comes to all-star voting, even if he's a great defensive player, people don't really tend to look at that when it comes to all-star voting. They look at production on the offensive end, and they look at doing so on a winning team. That's pretty much how it goes. So for those factors, I don't think Lonzo is making the all-star team this year, which leaves me, what do I think maybe randomly Uh could happen? Uh No, Give me not. Alex Caruso. Is a he's doing it. Here. Give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Matt. Make the case. Make the case, baby. I want to hear this. <laughs> if he is the first man off this bench, especially in the first month or so while Kobe White's still rehabbing, and he proves himself to be a guy who is invaluable on both ends of the floor, we know what he can do. Um like to a limited capacity, but still a competent uh, capacity operating an offense playing off the ball at times. He can knock down some shots. He can get to the rim. Mm-hmm. And we already saw a tweet uh, from uh, training camp today about how some bulls assistant coach unnamed, but some bulls assistant coach pulled him aside when they were running five on fives. And he was like, dude, you fight through screens better than anybody I've ever seen in this league. <laughs> the bulls defense and the point of attack defense being basically the worst in the league last season is a big reason why they signed Alex Caruso. If this guy comes in and is a reserve player, a bench player, but Mm -hmm. on some nights plays starter level minutes. And I certainly think that's a possibility upwards of 20, 25 minutes per game. Maybe some nights he's flirting with 30 minutes per game. We'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And he's making those kind of differences on both ends of the floor and the bulls. Here's the last caveat Mm -hmm. win make the playoffs, and he is hugely important to a lot of stuff they do, it's possible. Mm. Look, six, six man is a tough award to win because there are a lot of guys in the NBA who know their role, come off the bench, the first guy off the bench, and some of them are like quasi all-star caliber numbers, guys. Like, I'm going to come yeah. off the bench, but I'm get I'm getting you 20 a night. I don't think right. Caruso's doing that. But just because I think the other three scenarios are even less likely, mm-hmm. Caruso's my de facto answer. I'm not mad at it. That's a good case you made. Um, I think the the one thing I thought of was I remember how good Bobby Portis played last year at six man and he didn't even get a nomination, like at all. And mm-hmm. that's a winning team that he was right. on. They won it all. And he didn't they didn't even look his way. Um that's that's okay. That's a good case. I can see that. I will say this for Lonzo. Um, because I forgot Kyrie wouldn't even be at point guard. It would be James Harden. James Harden would be the point guard and James Harden is going to the all-star game. That's just the rule. So what's dope about this, Matt, it kind of comes down to a battle of brothers because you still got LaMelo <laughs> over there in Charlotte and he, rookie of the year. And we've seen how good he is. He's already got the pub behind him. I'm sure he's got the, you know, the fan vote and all that stuff behind him. He's the flashy. Everybody's kind of looking at him kind of thing. He still got the older brother over here. You know, it's kind of like Venus and Serena. You know what I mean? In, in that kind of uh, level right there. And, of course, Serena, you know, being LaMelo, who I think is, is better. But, you know, Lonzo is dope. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like Lonzo trash. Look at Venus's record. She, she'll still whoop all your asses. Like, right. she's really that good. Um, So you got those guys. You got Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday, you know, definitely a point guard who will get that consideration as well. Um, But I think he's got a shot, man. I think... Because the key of what you said, Matt, like you're right, they're not looking at defense, but they're looking at winning. And I think that's the key of what you're saying. If he is the point guard of a team with all this talent on it, and he is the leader, he is the one making it run, and he is the one setting everybody up, and he's not de facto just at that position, you have to take a look at it. If he's putting up those numbers that he wants to put up, I think you take a look at that. And plus, him being in Chicago, and you know this fan base, and you know how much they ride for people. Listen, they're going to ride hard <laughs> in, that, in that all-star vote this year. You know, you wait till you see them, them all-star votes this year. Not even just for Lonzo. I'm talking about for just the spectrum of, of Bulls players. If they're, if they're looking like anything, it's going to be large like that. But I think Lonzo's got a shot, man. It depends on how, how much he wants it. And, of course, injuries factoring in with other teams and things like that will also play a, a role and a factor. But... Man, you can make that argument, man, that he could, you know, kind of sneak on in there, baby. He can sneak in there as an all-star, and I would love to see it. <laughs> it's it's not impossible. It's not impossible. I, I, I grant you no. that. It's absolutely not impossible. I think that Caruso being a dark horse six man of the year 
is slightly more likely than a Lonzo Dark Horse All-Star nod. I'll just say Ooh, that. We should make a bet on this. <laughs> we sh- should. We should um, but sp- speaking of the the one hypothetical that you and I both said not to, and the Bulls being a Eastern Conference Finals team this season, there is yeah. another fun question that I want to get to in just a minute in our mailbag, Big Dave. Sure. Before that, though, we've got another fun NFL week on deck. We've got some fun NFC West matchups. I think we we got Mm. uh, Seahawks and Niners playing each other. We got Rams Mm. and Cardinals playing each other. And Mm. NFC North, we got the Lions Poop Bowl. And, Uh of course, the marquee matchup, your boy, Tom, whatever his name is, going back to New England against his old coach, Bill, whatever his name is. If if our listeners wanted to throw some money on any and all this fun NFL action this weekend, Big Dave, where might Uh they go? Well, Matt, there's only one place to go and one place they should go and one place they must go, and that is bet online because we're back and they are better than ever. All the football that is going on, you're going to want to be on bet online because it's your number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season, y'all. And guess what? They got the new updated site and the interface, even more odds, props, and contests. Bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So this is what you do. You just head to the website or use that mobile device and sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. All right? That's 50% with your first deposit, y'all. Come on now. Now don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is locked on to receive that bonus. All the sports you could think of, they got it, y'all. Football, basketball, boxing, golf, Vegas casino games. Take advantage, y'all. These amazing offers are available through the 2021 season for you and for me. Bet online is your fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online. Where it starts, where the game starts. That's where it's at, baby. Bet online. Come on. Mm, 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 mm. Sports. I like that little impromptu jingle you just made up for Bet Online. <laughs> you should you should record that jingle and send it to to the friendly folks at Bet Online and see if they are you know see in the hunt like for it. a new jingle because <laughs> if if they are, I think sports. they just found it. Yep. Come on, man. sports, <laughs> sports. <laughs> you know that's gonna get used all the time now, man. <laughs> you can use it too. Come on, that's that's the new bet online jingle right there. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Oh my Sports. god. <laughs> oh my Boy, goodness gracious. <laughs> um okay. Uh all right, let's go to another email. Uh this one comes to us from Bam in Norfolk, England. Okay. Um Bam said, hey, guys, loving the podcast and Big Dave's ad reads never fail to put a huge (laughs) grin on my face. Uh, Keep up the great work. Uh, Some questions. Firstly, with this amazing and exciting new lineup the Bulls have, how far into the playoffs do you think we need to get to consider this season a genuine success? With the players Mm. we have now, it feels too low an ambition to consider this season a success simply by making the playoffs or the play-in even mm-hmm. after the last few very underwhelming seasons we've had. Your thoughts, thanks so much, and go Bulls, Bam, in Norfolk, England. Thanks for checking in, Bam. Big Dave, Brian. this is a good question. And I think it Bulls is. fans, from what I can tell, after our free agency summer and now we know what our roster is, there is, per usual, a wide range of what people would consider a successful season this season with this completely overhauled roster, where do you sit? If they maybe fall into the 7 through 10, but win themselves out of the play-in and into the first round, but lose in the first round, is that mm-hmm. a success or a failure? If they mm-hmm. avoid the play-in, but still lose in the first round as a you know a fifth or sixth seed, is that a success or a failure? If they make it to the conference semifinals, I don't know about you. I say, based on where you've been in recent years, that right there is a successful season. Where where do you fall in that like you know tier of what would you call a successful season for this group as far as how far they get? Well, I think Matt that if they're in the playing game, I wouldn't consider that a successful season. I would be highly upset. I would because the playing game for me is the bare minimum right now mm-hmm. with this team mm-hmm. and what the talent they have. 
if they're in the playing game and they get there and then they lose in the first, no, absolutely not. I would be upset. I would. Um, but my expectations and where I want them are kind of even killed. And I'm not used to being even killed with mine, but I am. I'm very even killed with this because I, I had them as a, as a six seed and I'm okay with them not win- I shouldn't say okay, but I see them losing in that first round. I'll say mm-hmm. it like that. And I, I might go six, might go seven, but if they get to that six seed and they get to that first round and go like six or seven games, honestly, I would be super duper happy. I, w- I would be completely happy. That would be a successful season to me. If they win a first round and go to the second round, Dude, that is my Eastern Conference championship. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> like, I would be ecstatic if they do that and they pull that off, man. And because and, – and I only feel this way because of what we've seen, you know, over the past years. You know what I mean? I'm like – you know, I know how hard it is to go from, you know, down there to way up here. I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, you saw Phoenix do it. It's, it's not impossible to do. You know what I'm saying? But, sure. but what the Bulls have and just looking at – what they have on their team as far as the talent is concerned, but also looking at the holes they still kind of have to fill and things like that. I think uh, I'll put them at that six seed and the East is, is better this year. Also mm-hmm. guys, the East is definitely better, but I got them at that six seed, Matt. And if they go to the second round, I mean, I would be over the moon if they go to the second round, but they got the talent to, to do that. And I wouldn't be like shocked if they went to the second round. Cause they have the talent. But I would definitely be over the moon excited if they get there. So yes, my my idea of success is getting to the getting the six seed and, and getting into the playoffs. That would be the successful season for me for this team. Okay. So so you would draw that line at if you don't get at least the six seed and find yourself in the play in, yeah. Even if even if you win yourself out of that play in and into the actual playoffs, you'd still call that uh lower than your expectations. You wouldn't call that a successful season. No. Uh, if you have to get through the play-in to get to the playoffs. Yeah, the play Matt, if they have to go through the play-in, man, I'm going to be upset. Like, period. Okay. Something went that, wrong. And, and I think that's really fair. Wrong. I think that is a fair <laughs> expectation. A lot of people think that that's where the Bulls are. And mm-hmm. it, and it's yeah, a weird true. jumble right now. We, we're, as, we're, as we're recording this, we've gotten the latest, you know, quote from Joel Embiid about Ben Simmons that is very, di- you know, not disrespectful, but like, dismissive in a way like yeah. it sounds like a B just wants this stuff to be done yeah. so we don't know what philly's gonna be some people think boston's gonna be a sneaky good team some people think and eh, really? they didn't really change all that much with that roster maybe yeah. they'll slide some people are super bullish on miami some people aren't yeah. buying the whole kyle lowry edition like mm-hmm. th- yes the east got better but there doesn't seem to be a general consensus about anything in the east other than Milwaukee and Brooklyn. And then what who the hell knows? Yeah. Who the hell knows? <laughs> that being the case, if the Bulls, like you said, fight their way to a fifth or sixth seed, put up a good fight in that first round, but mm-hmm. you know, bow out. That's progress. May you know, maybe I'm hedged by not wanting to call it a successful season, but it's mm-hmm. certainly progress. No question. This team, this team hasn't sniffed the playoffs in years, nope. and at like at the same time, if they draw a good matchup in round one mm-hmm. and win round one and get to the conference semis, but that's as far as they get because they can't beat Brooklyn or they can't beat uh, you know Milwaukee. The, I, I would call that a a wild success. If this yeah. team gets out of the first round of the playoffs after the chaos and crap that this new regime inherited when they arrived in the span of two years, they turn it around to a team that's in the Eastern conference semis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a step in the right direction. It's not winning a championship. And we all know that that's what this fan base craves and wants Yeah, yeah. because some of us remember what it feels like. And you poor younger bulls fans have no, I no freaking idea what it feels like. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're sorry. We're so sorry that you don't know. It's still a, a huge step in yeah. that direction if the Bulls mm-hmm. get out of the first round of the playoffs. And, yeah, I would call that a damn successful season. Yeah, Matt, and, and I want people to also understand this. The reason I, that I feel this way, the team last year was a play-in team. 
they just didn't make it there because of COVID. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? Like COVID right. and a couple of freak injuries and things like that. Was that? That's the only reason they didn't go to the play-in. Now, with that team, with those people on that team, we're going to go to a play-in game. You mean to tell me you upgrade that and you still there? Right. No. (laughs) No, 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 bro. Like, I would be highly upset. Yes. I need the playoffs and just give me that and I would be very excited. Give me all the wins, though, in the playoffs. Like, once I get there, I promise you, Meathead Dave and Meathead Matt will kick right in when they get right to the playoffs, and we're going to be rooting for them, like, to win every single game and to go. But as of right yeah. now, and and, I, and trust me, I'm, it might change once I see them play on the floor and see what it looks like. I might say, oh, man, well, this is, might be higher than the six seed. Or, man, I don't know if this is a six seed. Like, you know, it might change. But looking at it, what it is right now, guys, for me, it's six. Like, you get, you get a six seed, and I'm smooth, and you in there, man, because that's progress. Because also I'm thinking teams around the league, players around the league, are going to continue to keep looking at the Bulls because we keep hearing reports of guys – Looking at the Bulls now. We just heard something about Ben Simmons looking at the Bulls. You know, everybody wants to look at us now. So if you show success, any kind of success, getting to the playoffs with that, there's a player out there who might say, I know I'm the missing piece to what they need. I know I know what I can provide for this team. And y'all have seemed to have a real nice setup going on over there. Let me go check out Chicago. Oh, yeah. the, The greatest player of all time played there. Maybe I should go check that out as well. So, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to play for, and a lot, lot of things on the line for this team this season. But yeah, six seed, get to the playoffs. I promise you, I'm, I'm golden. But Meathead will kick in Dude, in the playoffs. I, that. I can't wait for big for Meathead Big Dave to kick in. But you know, fair warning, Meathead Matt doesn't just kick in. He kicks objects. He throws know, objects. Yeah, when the Bulls are in the playoffs, I go full Bobby Knight, Dave. It's not pretty. I'll, I'll trust me when I say I'm terrified. <laughs> I trust and believe when I say that. I truly mean I am terrified to see this. And I and I hope John is with me because I don't want to be by myself watching the playoffs with Matt alone. Good. Just watching him throw things. I'm going to need John watch, there too as a buffer. Me watching Bulls playoff basketball is like Sherman's march to the sea. It's just like, <laughs> dude, get, get out of the way. Get out of the way. Do not find yourself in that war path. <laughs> Or you will regret it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Well done. Um, all right, let's take another text here. This is from Eric in Richmond. Okay. He said, uh, for people that still hate on the DeMar trade. All right, so we've got people hating on Vooch trade now, hating on DeMar trade. If you okay. combine it with the Lowry marketing deal, the Bulls essentially gave up Lowry, Thad Young, Al Farouk Aminu, a salary dump and a second-round pick for DeMar and Derrick Jones Jr. To me, that's a great deal for a game-changing scorer. Uh, and then Eric follows up with, I've been listening since the Sean and Cody days. Shout-out to the OG hey, host of this pod, OG. Sean Hyken and Cody Westerlin. Uh, I've loved every version of Lockdown Bulls, but you guys are both such entertaining people that the topic doesn't matter. I'd listen to you guys discuss top brands of toothpaste. Oh, son, I got opinions. <laughs> cool. Careful what you wish for, Eric. Don't do what, this, Eric. I mean, who like next month we might have a toothpaste brand as a sponsor, and then you're going to come to regret what oh, you just said. Yes, you are, and I hope it's Tom's. <laughs> Tom's? I thought Tom's they made shoes. Awesome. No, oh, stop. <laughs> I love Tom's toothpaste, man. It's great. It keeps it all nice and white. You don't even want to know the toothpaste I use, man. It's going to make you angry. <laughs> it's going to make you upset. Like kale toothpaste? I mean, what? <laughs> <laughs> you can't clean your teeth with kale, Dave. Show me the proof. <laughs> to- tofu paste? You use tofu, it's not paste? tofu paste? It's not tofu paste, but it is. it is a paste, and it is organic. And, and and I have to get it in the mail and get it sent to me by this beautiful young lady in New York, uh, who, right. who sent it to me. But it's awesome. It's really great. It keeps this smile all white and beautiful and kind, man. So as I like long it. as as long as it's not horse horse paste, I I won't. Make it's money. not. It's not okay. horse paste, and it's real toothpaste. Okay, it's not. It's not an all like I'm just making it up. Like you know, we're gonna smash together some leaves. You know, saying some trees and brush your teeth with that. It's not that. It's real toothpaste, man. It's just removed a, a bunch of stuff that's. Not good for you in toothpaste. I tr- I trust you. 
you. you know, if, if we end up having Crest or Colgate as a sponsor, I, you know, you're, oh, you're going to have to fake Crest. it until you make it. You're going to have to fake it until you make it. Are you kidding? Well, let's get to Eric's question here. Uh, kind of similarly with like the, the sub levels of what a trade or a free agent or a sign and trade uh, means when you're evaluating its efficacy of where you are and where you're trying to get to. We did it with Vooch at the beginning of the show. Now somebody, sure. uh, Eric here, chiming in with thinking about it like Demar, thinking about the Demar trade and then the Lowry sign and trade that happened after the fact. And Eric actually left out a very important piece, which is, yeah, so you gave up Lowry, Thad, uh, Aminu, and a second round pick for Demar and Derek Jones Jr. You you mm-hmm. also gave up a first round pick that will convey to San Antonio in either 2025 or 2026, depending mm-hmm. on when the second Vooch pick conveyed to Orlando. But the Bulls also got themselves a first-round pick in that three-team trade that involved one Lowry Markkinen with Cleveland and uh, Portland. Hello. Hello. Please don't, please don't trade Dame. Please make the playoffs so we get your first-round pick. Like, <laughs> sooner rather than later, please. Um, like that. So, Big Dave, what do you think about that? If you think about it in that kind of like if you – pool those two sign and trades together and think about okay this is what we got and this is what we gave up does it make the demar sign and trade in particular more appealing to you does it feel like when you add in the lowry sign and trade that i think most bulls fans would agree it was a big win like they had their leverage they knew they had their leverage they waited they used it and they got something for lowry who was playing like a nothing yeah that's true man and I think it's a simple answer to that of, of everybody in that trade. Who's the best player in that trade. And the best player is DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> you got the best player from that trade. You win. That's that belongs to you. So giving up valuable pieces. Cause we obviously we still miss that as, as Matt just spoke about um, on the, give me the hot sauce podcast. Like we still got love for that and we didn't want to let him go and he didn't want to. So <laughs> we didn't want to give him up at all. But it's DeMar DeRozan. You know what I mean? You don't want to give up a first round pick, you know what I'm saying? And your and your and and your other assets and things like that. But it's DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> like, what do you want us to do? Like, it's the best player available in this. Uh, you wanted Lowry to develop. I wanted to walk around pouring his hot sauce and stuff all over me because I'm so excited that he balled out. But it's DeMar DeRozan. What do you you get DeMar DeRozan? If you have the opportunity to get him, you get him. The other good thing is there you get another guy who has been coveted by a um uh AK and that is Derrick Jones Jr. cuz it came out that he had been looking at Derrick Jones Jr. even before you know he took over for the Bulls. He was looking at Derrick Jones Jr. when he was with Denver. So it's a guy that he wanted. And Derrick Jones Jr. we know what he provides, you know, as far as athletically, you know what I'm saying, as far as just his length and things like that. But it's just the fact that you got a guy that you wanted. And I like have if you look at the track record so far in these two short years, when AK gets a guy that he likes, there's some success behind it. Whether it's been a front office move, whether it's been on the on the bench as far as coaches, or whether it's been on players on the court, when he's gotten people that he likes, it's been successful so far. So I'm gonna go ahead and continue to trust that as far as Derrick Jones Jr., who might even end up being the starter for this season if Patrick Williams isn't able to go. So you got two guys who are going to immediately contribute to your team. And you gave up Thad Young, uh, Lowry, and and who else in the pips? Who else we give up? Like uh, Alfred Camino. <laughs> Come on, dude. Camino didn't even play. He didn't even no. play one time. He was no. here. So you got the best player, and you and as far as the worst player in there, you don't have him. You know what I'm saying? So wherever you want to put Derrick Jones Jr., you I'll leave that up to you guys. But you have right. the best, and you didn't have the worst. You win. Right. Yeah. And, and and you recouped a first round draft pick out of it. Boom. I mean, that's like cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, yeah. And it's interesting that just to hear our, our listeners and, and people emailing and texting in with the way that they look at these moves that the Bulls made this offseason. Again, four different sign and trade deals. Horrible. They had one outright signing and. Four sign and trade deal. Well, I guess also like you know two or three if you count the Tony Bradleys and like the you know the the the, the smaller dominoes. But right, right, right. All, like you can break it down however you want. 
to okay. either if you didn't like the like the moves, explain, well, I didn't like the moves because this player cost too much or they gave up too much for that player. Or I like the moves, and here's why. If you think about packaging the DeMar deal and the Lowry deal, this looks really good. If you think about the other dominoes that fell because they went out and got Vooch and, yes, paid a, a hefty price for him, but if, if, if not this, then not that kind of logic. However yeah. you want to compartmentalize these moves that the Bulls have made and where we are now, here's the key, y'all. We get to have those kinds of conversations. Mm. You get to ask those kinds of questions. We didn't get to use to do that. That's Ever. True. So true. We just had one of the most overwhelmingly complex off-seasons in far-reaching memory when it comes to the mm. Bulls and the transactions – and trades and signings that they make in the offseason. Yeah. And they had a midseason trade their first years on the job. They had a midseason trade that brought in an all-star player. They did. I don't they care did. how you compartmentalize whether these are good moves or mediocre moves or you're not a fan of the moves. Mm -hmm. They're moves that are complex that you cannot deny when you look at this team on paper and we're watching these videos of, of training camp scrimmages this week say, holy crap, this team just added a hell of a lot more talent than we've had in a long time. Enjoy yeah. your compartmentalizing however you want. Mm -hmm. This is new. This is a new feeling for all of us. And that is the biggest takeaway, Dave. Yes, Matt. <clears throat> so well said. <laughs> that is so true. We're not used to any of this. We're, we're used to like the biggest moves would be us getting Daniel Tice was the was a big move would be of like oh man you know hey we got daniel tice and then heaping you know un un heaping like loads of amount of burden upon his shoulders to right. carry us to a place that he has never carried anyone to you know even a few years ago signing thad young and tomas adaransky like i think bulls fans wanted something bigger but at, we were like well yeah. hey at least it's something like <laughs> yeah yeah, they, yeah i know that they play in the nba and we signed yeah. them so yeah. Great Bulls <laughs> offseason, everyone. <laughs> like, guys, those are two huge, those are two big, huge signings. The yes. two biggest, you know what I'm yes. saying? Like, colossal for the, for this team, man. And that's just, you know, regular moves now for this team. Like, Caruso would have been the big signing. Like, Matt has said this before. Like, Caruso would have been the signing for this team this year. We're not used to this right now. You know what I'm saying? So, I understand it takes some getting used to, guys. But this is honestly how good NBA teams operate. You know what I mean? They go get stars because you can't win in this league without stars, period, point blank. Not star, stars. You need multiple. You the, you can call the Bucks what you want, but but Chris Middleton is a star and Drew Holiday is a star. How do I know they're stars? They came back with a title and two gold medals around their neck. So, yeah, that's, that's a star, okay? They're both all stars. Like, this is what it is. So those are stars, ladies and gentlemen. You can't win this league without them. And I'm so glad the Bulls are on that level now, Matt, like you said, so we can have these wonderful, just logical, good basketball conversations about mm -hmm. this team. Oh, it feels yeah. good. It feels and, good. Uh, you know, the, the old saying, a picture is worth a thousand words. All mm -hmm. of what we've just been talking about here for the last few minutes can be summed up by that one picture of Zach Levine that the Bulls Twitter account posted. I think they posted yeah. on Instagram, too, of a – break in practice the other day where Zach's mm. leaning up against the stanchion of one of the hoops and has just the biggest grin on his face. Just Dude. the big, and it's, and all of the replies and all the people quote tweeting, it was like, that's a happy man who's happy that he finally got some freaking help. Not, Yo, as man. you said, Dave, not star, stars. <laughs> Plural, okay? When have you not seen Zach smiling this offseason? Seriously. He's been, he's been so happy, dog. Like, he's just been – and I'm happy for him. It's, it's not – it doesn't feel phony. And I think that's what's great about these pictures because none of it feels manufactured when you look at it. You're like, right. it feels real genuine when you see this joy on his face because it's not just happiness. That's joy. It's like, dude, oh, my God, I can't wait to play. I he get this. Joy. Joy. Can you say joy? Joy. <laughs> I am very happy to be here. Very happy to be here. <laughs> I think when it comes to training camp at the Advocate Center for the first time, maybe ever, Zach Levine is very happy to be there. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. mm.
Feels good. Uh, that's that's going to do it for today and for the week. Thank you, everybody who chipped in to our inbox, uh, whose comments we took. I know we didn't get to everybody. We'll try to get to some more next week, including some voicemails that are waiting for us. Uh, if you want to be a part of the conversation, 331-979-1369 is the number, or you can email us, lockedpolls at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter. I am at polls underscore peck. Dave is at bow, B-A-W-L sports. We are at locked on bulls. Big Dave. Any fun plans for the weekend other than watching the Bears Lions poop bowl? Uh, <laughs> God, that's going to be depressing. Um, yeah, I'm going to look at that trash. And then uh, I'm going to watch the Chicago Sky also uh, tonight because that first game was just all kinds of bonkers. Crazy. <laughs> all Vander kinds Sloot, of bonkers. 18 man. assists? Dude, she was balling. Vandersloot, Copper, uh, uh, of course, you know, Candace Parker. They were doing their things, man, in that in that game, man. So. I'm excited to watch that because Connecticut is no chump. <laughs> this is the number one. They're number one seed for a reason. They got the MVP on their squad. They are no chump at all. So, but I'm rooting yeah. for them, man. The sky, sky is a great team as far as running is concerned. When they get that ball and they get on the transition, they're a tough team to beat, just like the Chicago Bulls are gonna be. But yeah, I can't wait. I can't. That's gonna be my weekend plan. I plan on chilling. You know what I'm saying? And uh, watching the poop bowl and watching the Chicago sky. <laughs> How about you? Same. Uh, and I do have a, a good college buddy's wedding uh, coming up. So uh, thankfully, you don't have to travel anywhere. Chicago Chicago wedding here in the city. Uh, I'm Catch standing as one day. of his groomsmen. Yes. Uh, a great day for him. Very happy for him. Um, man, it's, it's, it's nice that we've been able to do things like have weddings again. Isn't it great? You know, for You're right oh, about, I don't know, about, an, about another 20 minutes, we're squeezing this one in right, right under the wire. <laughs> Right there. I hope you catch uh, the garter, Matt. I hope you catch the garter, man. Uh, But I'll I'll see you bright and early at noon kickoff for for Bears-Lions. Yeah, my friend? Uh, uh, All right. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) All right. You have a good weekend, buddy. Everybody out there at Bulls Nation, you have a great weekend, too. Thanks, as always, for listening. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. For Big Dave, I'm Matt. See Red. Be good. Peace out.